Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. I've got just a hopefully kind of short and sweet one for you today. I want to answer this question that has been coming up so much. I swear it's been following me around everywhere that I go lately. It is, should I be a freelancer? Should I be an agency? How do I come up with an agency name if so? And so on. And I think like my my short answer, if you want the the one minute answer, is it's a very personal question. I think just like pricing at the end of the day, you have to go with your gut and do what feels right for you. I know that's a very unsatisfying answer, but that's the truth. I do, however, think that there are some pros and cons to both the freelance side versus the agency side that I want to explore with you today. So keep on listening if you want to hear about that. And before we get into those, a quick word for our sponsor, Metricool, whether you're a solo freelancer or an agency, this is a tool that you definitely want to check out. It's my favorite social media scheduler analytics tool. It's amazing. So Metricool is the Swiss army knife of social media for everything and everyone. If you've been looking for an all-in-one social media management tool, Metricool is your answer. Metricool is free today, tomorrow, and for life. Their free plan allows you to connect one brand across many different social networks. With Metricool's free plan, you get access to in-depth analytics to make more strategic decisions. You can plan and auto-schedule up to 50 pieces of content per month to save time. You can promote your posts in seconds by creating and managing ads directly through the platform. You can view best times to see when your followers are more active and know when to post. You can review and reply to all important social media messages with Metricool's inbox feature. You get analysis of five competitor profiles to spy on the brands that you like, and that's just a few of their amazing features. It truly is a tool that you'll want to add to your social media toolkit. Plus, if you think the free plan is jam-packed with features, they also have premium plans to customize your needs. So to everyone listening and watching, be sure to create a free account today and get started exploring the platform. I will be sure to leave a link for you down in the show notes. So my answer to this outside of just go with your gut, go with what feels good to you is also start with the end in mind. I think so many of us get started as freelancers, as entrepreneurs, content creators, whatever. I'm just kind of like in the moment, you know, maybe we have a temporary goal that we want to reach. Like we want to save some extra money. We've, you know, for me, I was just in college and I needed to make more money and get some experience doing something other than retail. That was like all of my job experience at that point in my life. So I wasn't thinking, oh, I want to own this huge, you know, a multinational corporation or anything like that. I was just thinking like, Hey, I want to make more money and pay my rent a little easier. So I get it. It's hard. To, to do that sometimes. But if you're listening to this episode, chances are you maybe are taking it a little bit more seriously than I was. So maybe you've got some time to think through it. And also you can always change this. So whatever the case is, you know, ask yourself this question right now. Where do I want my business to be in five to 10 years? For example, do you want to have this large company, a large team, maybe you're have a franchise model. Maybe you have multiple offices. Maybe you just have one big office with 20 people underneath you. Who knows? Maybe you have sold the business to another company and you are just hanging out, you know, living that permanent vacation life. Or are you somebody who just like 
wants to just achieve some of your personal goals and run your business day to day, basically until you retire. There is nothing wrong with either of those models, with either of those paths. I think they were both wonderful, valid, amazing paths, but they're very different paths. If you want to have people working under you, if you want to maybe franchise or sell the business, that is certainly something that I'm going to guide you towards the agency model or having a name that is not just your name. There's actually a really great book that I have sitting right here. It's called Built to Sell. I have recommended this book so many times, whether or not you plan on selling your business or not, it is a really good one to read, in my opinion, just at building a business that, you know, is financially healthy with diversified income streams and things like that. One of the quotes from the book was, um, don't become synonymous with your company. If buyers aren't confident that your business can run without you in charge, they won't make their best offer. On the other hand, if you are somebody who's more just focused on some of the personal goals, hey, I want to start bringing in 50 grand or whatever to contribute to the household, or I want to save, you know, $20,000 to put a down payment, you know, to a new house or something. I don't know, whatever the case may be cool. Like maybe you just do the solo thing. Maybe you are not married to the idea of your business either. Like maybe this is just something that you're kind of trying on for size, if you will. When I first got started freelancing, I was doing freelance writing and I was just using my name because I, I've always been a writer to some degree, but I never really like I don't know. It takes me a long time. I'm a slow writer. So I never really envisioned myself having like a copywriting agency or becoming like really well known as a professional writer. So I knew it was very much a temporary sort of career move, just something that I was doing to get experience and to make a little extra money. So I just use my personal name for that. Meanwhile, when I decided to go ahead and start an agency or start you know, offering marketing and video services to people. I knew that was more in my zone of genius. That was something that I could pretty confidently commit to for the next at least five to 10 years of my life, which it's been about five years since I've been full-time in my business and, uh, you know, no plans of quitting anytime soon, changing things. Absolutely. I have changed things, but I haven't fully quit or, you know, pivoted away from that core meaning of the business, I suppose. I want to go over some quick pros and cons, though, in addition to that, because that's certainly not the end all be all. I mean, that's a great place to start. But um, there are some other things that you might want to think about. One of the big pros, in my opinion, of having an agency is what I just talked about, is that uh, separation between business and self meaning that you don't have to be there 24 seven. If I own an agency called whatever, um, you know, marketing agency, let's just call it. That is not necessarily tied to Latasha James. Now I might still have a personal brand that is promoting that agency or that people know is associated with that agency. But if somebody submits a contact form, they're not expecting Latasha James necessarily to be answering it herself. I hate talking in third person. I think it sounds really weirdly narcissistic. So I'm going to stop doing that now. Anyway, they do not expect you necessarily to answer that form. And I think that is really nice because it makes you very flexible to do other things, to hire other people, to leave the business for a short time. You know, if you just need a vacation to a maybe medium amount of time, if you're maybe going to go on parental leave or, you know, get a surgery or something like that, or like forever, if you want to sell the business, if you want to pass the business down to a family member, once you like 
pass away. I know that's pretty morbid to think about, but what do you what do you want to happen to your business once you are no longer here? I think it also can that like this is like emphasis on can and this is not a guarantee, but it can help sort of legitimize your business somewhat. But I say this with a huge huge warning or caveat here is that it doesn't always and I think this is the biggest reason why people like solo freelancers do say, Hey, I need an agency. I need an agency because they think it's going to make them look more serious or more professional or more polished or whatever. But I actually think because of the rise of freelancing and just how many agencies there are nowadays, it is not a guarantee. It often actually can look a little bit. What is the word I'm looking for? sometimes actually a little bit amateur. And let me explain. What an actual agency means is that there are multiple different people working there. There are usually multiple different areas of expertise within the agency. Maybe you do, you know, photography in-house as well as social media management or something like that. But the key point of it is, is that it is business that's bigger than just you. It's not just me sitting here. And I think what's happened is a lot of people call themselves an agency when they are just a solo freelancer. And I think it actually has the opposite effect sometimes is it does make it look like, well, what are you hiding? Why aren't you just honest about the fact that it's just you? So keep that in mind. On the other hand, there are some cons with being an agency. Agencies sometimes have the reputation or the stereotype of being really expensive. I remember one of my first discovery calls or it was a meeting, it was an in-person meeting. And I remember the guy just kept saying, Agencies are so expensive. Agencies, they know how to sell. They know how to market. They know how to sell. I've I've been burned so many times by agencies. And it made me realize, like, I don't know, maybe I just need to be showing up as Latasha to these meetings because uh, I, I get it. From my experience working in corporate, I would see how much money we would pay agencies just to be on retainer. And whenever I did need their help, a lot of times they weren't even helpful or they were doing things that I could have easily done myself, like in Canva or whatever. So I totally understand. I don't think it's fair to obviously paint all agencies with a broad brush like that, because I've certainly worked with amazing agencies as well. But I do think that they, you know, a lot of businesses have been burned by large agencies. For example, Upwork. If you look for Upwork jobs, a lot of times you'll see people right in their job posts, freelancers only, no agencies. So keep that in mind. If Upwork or freelancer or Fiverr or whatever is going to be a part of your client acquisition strategy, you might actually have a hard time on a platform like that if you are branding yourself as an agency. Another con of agency life is be outside of just the day-to-day managing an agency, hiring people, all of that, right? We're just talking about just the perception here. The other thing is that you're now going to have two brands to manage because I truly believe whether you are starting an agency, starting a freelance business, having a personal brand is incredibly important. The reason people know about my agency, James and Park, is because of me. Nine times out of 10, my clients come to me and say, hey, I saw your YouTube videos. Hey, I listened to your podcast. Even though my YouTube videos and my podcast are not necessarily aimed all the time at my target clients for my, my agency, my marketing company, they still find it. And you know, I think personal branding is still really important. So do you want to now manage two Instagrams, two LinkedIn's, two this, two that, or not? That's totally up to you. 
um, you know, that's totally up to you. But I, I do think it is something that you do need to keep in mind, at least while you're building the business. With that said, some solo pros. Well, the name decision is very easy. People get really hung up on names. And here's my quick advice on the agency name thing. Well, I'll tell you how I came up with my business's name. It's James and Park. I think you can understand where James came from. It's my last name. I knew that uh, that would always be my name. Even if I did choose to change my name or something, it would always be my name, right? Like that's always a part of your identity. And I personally did not change my name. So I will always be Latasha James, no matter what. Park, it was a street that I lived on at one point in my life. And uh, I just liked the way it sounded. I'm going to be honest with you. And that's it. It doesn't always have to be you know, much deeper than that. I mean, I could give you probably a deeper reasoning if I really wanted to get into it. Those words do mean something a little bit more personal to me than just surface level. But at the end of the day, that's that's it. I don't think that names are as important as we make them out to be. Unless it's something like very strange, offensive, weird. I don't know. I think at the end of the day, just choose something. You can always change something. When I first started, when I was in college, this is so cringe to me now, but my, I called my business Pariah Creative, which is like, so try hard pick me. Like, why was I trying to be so anti? I mean, it was weird, but like, you know, you can always change it. And I did, and I can always still change it. So don't think too hard about it. With that said, again, the pro of being a freelancer is you don't have to think about it. Your name is your name. Call it a day. I also think to kind of counter that stereotype, if you will, of agencies being expensive, of treating their customers like a number of, you know, not caring that much. I would say that solo freelancers have the opposite reputation in that they are personal, they are caring, they, you know, become a part of your team. That can come with its cons too, because sometimes that can be taken advantage of, that can be, uh, you know, mistaken for hiring an employee, which is a whole other thing. But I think it sometimes is easier to win clients sometimes, right? It depends. It, it, the other huge thing about this is it really depends on what types of clients you're going after. If you're going after like corporate contracts, large contracts, uh, you know, maybe an agency is, is what they're going to need. Meanwhile, if you're looking to work with you know, the small business owner in your neighborhood or the small business owner on your Instagram. Maybe they do just want to work with Latasha over James and Park and so on. So the cons here, I think um, it can be hard to transition out of, right? Even still, no matter how many people I hire over the years, no matter how many SOPs, standard operating procedure documents I write, no matter how many times I try to say, okay, cool, I'm going to hand you off to my operations manager and I'm going to step out of the conversation, I always get looped back in. I always, always do. It is something that is extremely hard, even though I do have a business name, but because my personal brand has kind of, uh, it's grown larger than my agency brand, people still associate me so closely and they expect that I am going to do all of the work that I'm going to be there for them, that if something goes wrong, they don't need to contact the support email. They need to contact me on my personal Instagram and so on. And, you know, I, I just know if I were to transition out of the business completely, if I were to sell the company completely, I would still probably get those messages for a while until it really resonated with people. So that can be something to look out for. I think the other thing that is one, I 
you know, don't always love talking about necessarily. I don't know. You know, you, I don't like to talk about some of these touchy issues sometimes because I think they just get people riled up. But listen, my name's Latasha G and you, you make assumptions about my identity, about who I am by hearing my name, right? If you close your eyes and you hear any name, whether it's Bob, Tina, Latasha, you know, anything, you have a vision of what that person looks like, of what their gender identity is and so on. If you are somebody who maybe has a name that doesn't sound American or whatever country you are serving, absolutely. I have no doubt in my mind that unfortunately people make assumptions about that and either one, choose not to contact or two, something that I think I've experienced more than that in my my business is this assumption that I'll work for a certain amount because of who I am. Whereas if people are hiring an agency, they don't really know. I've actually had many, many people get on discovery calls and ask me um, if the CEO was going to join us or assume that there was at least one man involved in the business because James Park, they're like, oh, so are you Park? Listen, I, I'm not saying to ever hide who you are. I do not obviously hide who I am. I think it's pretty easy to figure out who does own the business if you go do a bit of digging. But I do think at times it does, uh, you know, if somebody's just recommending an agency name, hey, reach out to James and Park. Um, you know, I think it prevents some of that bias or some of that hesitation to reach out or some of those maybe assumptions about price point before they do reach out. I think it's sad, but I think it's true. So those are my pros and cons. I think there are pros and cons to each, like I said, and really at the end of the day, you got to choose what's going to be right for you. Let me know what is right for you. I would love to hear from you. Honestly, I think this is a really interesting question because it is so personal to everybody. So please leave me a comment down in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on the audio platforms, be sure to follow and subscribe and all of that stuff. Rate, review over there. I'd greatly appreciate it. I appreciate you tuning in as always, and I will talk to you in my next one. Bye.